10, 9, ignition sequence start, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. The Treehouse of Liberty podcast is hosted by Jason Fornwald and comes to you from the bright red corner of the bright blue state of Maryland. Hello once again, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome into the Treehouse of Liberty podcast. I am your host, Jason Fornwald, and thank you so much for deciding to join me once again. I guess we have to keep talking about coronavirus. It's, it's the virus that won't go away. It's the nightmare that never ends. It seems like we're never going to wake up. I'm sure you're all as tired of it as I am. Um, my girlfriend and I have spent quite a bit of time trying to find anything else that we can watch or listen to. Besides news and current events, because it's just depressing and disgusting, and yeah, it'll uh, really wear you down if you let it. And I tell you, I, I've I found myself at times in the last couple of weeks feeling just completely exhausted by the coverage and the things that we're doing. You know, I mean, it is not something that has impacted me directly yet. I'm sure it will, um, and certainly I'm thankful that it hasn't to this point. But you know, when you get just browbeat you know, constantly with something absolutely all the time, it takes a toll. You know, it's it's different if it's good news, I guess. You know, I mean, if we're celebrating the fact that man is taking his first steps on Mars, well then, yeah, it's going to get all the coverage too, but at least that's a positive thing. You know, and if anything, it's going to lift you up and it's going to give you more confidence and faith and excitement about this country than maybe ever before. Um, but when it's negative, it just, it really does tend to wear you down. And I think we're all kind of in that position. Before I get into my own personal feelings on this, I want to make something explicitly clear. I am not recommending that you do anything but listen to your municipality, listen to your state, and listen to your federal government as far as how you should respond to the coronavirus scare. I believe that it is important for me to qualify that up front. I am not at all recommending that you do anything else or anything differently than what you're being told to do. But I am going to go over some of the reasons that I think we have just completely overstepped our boundaries in terms of our response to this. In the previous show, I talked about the number of infections that we see from our seasonal flu. Uh, every year. Last year it was 18 million infections, 34,200 dead. We don't do this kind of thing for that. And I know everybody says, well, Jason, you know, we have a vaccine for that and it's contained and we know how to deal with it and blah, blah, blah. Okay. Well, you still had 18 million infections and over 34,000 deaths last year. Coronavirus at this point hasn't even infected 10,000 Americans. Um, so I think it's important that we kind of keep things in perspective. I know this is something that's new. Things that are new are always a little frightening. You know, even good things that are new can be frightening sometimes. But I, I think the way that we have approached this leaves a lot to be desired. Um, here in Maryland, as is the case in, I would say, most of the country at this point, um, we've had business closures. We've had some restrictions on freedom of movement. Um, <laughs> I was especially disappointed in my Republican governor yesterday um, who came out and said that 
cookouts are now against the law and that if you break that law, there will be consequences. Cookouts. The number one way we support the freedoms that we have in the United States, cookouts, are banned in the free state of Maryland. Um, you know, to me, you, you have the right to assemble peacefully, guaranteed to you by the First Amendment. And I'm sorry, but state governments are not permitted to create or enforce laws that are in conflict with the Constitution of the United States. They're just not. I mean, that's not even a question. And yet, that's what the Republican governor that I voted for twice, much to my shame and humiliation, has decided to do. We've also seen that churches have either been closed or had strict limits as to the number of people that can attend worship uh, on them. Last time I checked, the First Amendment also included freedom of religion, which this is interfering with. Um, to take that a step further, the Establishment Clause says, Congress shall make no law with respect to establishment of religion, nor prohibiting the free exercise thereof. Now, we've used the Establishment Clause to take down, you know, crosses and cemeteries and, oh, I can see this from the highway and it offends me and it breaks my heart and I need my binky and my banky because I can't handle this. You know, and it's, it's been determined by the Supreme Court that Congress, in this case, means any government. We've seen, seen the Ten Commandments taken out of courthouses. As I said, we've seen crosses taken down in cemeteries. So this means any government. So no government in the United States, state, federal, municipalities, can prohibit the free exercise of religion. Which means if somebody wants to go to church right now, they damn sure should be able to. And again, I, I'm not telling you to ignore the recommendations of the governments in your area. I don't want anybody to change what they're doing based on what I'm saying. And again, it's very important that I make that clear. But, you know, being a strict constitutionalist myself, it's very difficult to accept what's going on in this country. And frankly, to some extent, it disgusts me that we as Americans are willing to tolerate this. New York State, 100% of the non-essential workforce has to stay home. What do you think that's going to do to the economy? You think there's anything made in New York that we use in the rest of the country? And again, less than 10,000 cases in the United States. You know, I have literally zero risk factors for AIDS. But I have a better chance of getting AIDS at this point than I do coronavirus. I understand that can change. I understand the virus will grow and mutate and all of those things. And that even though the numbers are small now, they can grow exponentially and very quickly. I get that. I respect that. What I don't respect is people shredding the Constitution for something that doesn't deserve that. We are not in a state of affairs that requires anything close to martial law, but we're tap dancing on that line. Maryland Emergency Management Agency, top level alert. If World War III was being fought on Maryland soil, they could not be at a higher alert. It's ridiculous. 
That is absolutely ridiculous. And downstate, there are National Guard troops on the streets enforcing unconstitutional laws. What the hell do you think our founders would have said about that? What do you think they would have said about us for tolerating that? They threw that stuff off when they told King George to go to hell. And here we turn around less than 250 years, and we're going to give all those rights right back to the government. You guys know what enumerated powers are, right? If it's not listed in the Constitution, the federal government can't do it. And it supersedes any state or municipal law. Well, the state of Pennsylvania today pretty much shut down everything. Literally everything. I missed the part of the Constitution that allows our governments to do that. If you can point me to it, please do. Same with San Francisco. Those people there are ordered to stay in their homes at all times. They're allowed to go to the market and they're allowed to go to doctor's appointments. Which is really freaking intelligent because they tell us not to be in groups of, well, depending on who you listen to, it's 10 or 50. I'm sure that in San Francisco there's never more than 10 people that go into a grocery store. Okay. Or are grocery stores like virus-free zones? Do they put up a sign that says no viruses here like we do on our schools for guns? Well, in the grocery store case, it must work. I mean, it's like there's no rhyme or reason to what we're doing here. It's a big freaking power grab. And it's a shame that most of my fellow Americans can't see that or they don't care. I mean, the, the, the people that are just holding up in their cages like little freaking mice are the same people that says, oh, yeah, you know, let, let the government warrantless wiretap me. That's no problem because I don't have anything to hide. It's funny. I've told those people for years, keep feeling that way. And more of your rights are going to go away. And where are we now? I mean, I don't like to be right about this stuff. But it's like, if you've got any damn sense in your head at all, you can see what's going on. state of Maryland and other states have stopped the sales of ammunition. Let's think about this a little bit. Our founders gave us the right to keep and bear arms because they wanted the government to be afraid of the people so they wouldn't overstep their boundaries and take away the rights that they had granted the people. I'll be damned. It seems to me like government is overstepping its bounds and taking away our rights. And oh, by the way, the Second Amendment doesn't exist anymore either. You can't have any ammunition because we don't want you standing up for yourself. And here again, you know, I'm not calling for a second American revolution. I, I would not, being honest with you, I would not be disappointed at all if it happened. You know, I, I think we've gotten to that point. But I mean, it, it, I mean, read the Federalist Papers. 
Read what the founders thought about these things. Read their breakdown of what their words meant. I guarantee you, if they had had any government, state, federal, or local, that walked all over our rights like this and made sure that we couldn't protect ourselves, yeah, they would have kicked off revolution number two quick, fast, and in a hurry. It's, it's difficult to be a constitutionalist, and I assume some of you that listen to the show probably are, or I basically annoy the hell out of you, and I probably do half the time anyway. But it's something that I, I am so passionate about. I, I love how this country was founded. I love why the founders installed the things that they did. I love reading their history and what they had to deal with. And why they wanted this great country to be completely different than from where they came. I was really fortunate on Tuesday. I finally had an opportunity to get a tattoo that I have wanted for at least 20 years. Um, My girlfriend actually got it for me for Christmas. And the young lady that I wanted to do it for me didn't have an opening until this week. like a lot of other things, if you have somebody that's extremely good at something, usually you have to wait a while until you can um, enjoy their services, and that was certainly the case for me. But what I got was a tattered American flag laying over top of a tattered Gadsden flag, and I'm sure you guys know that's the yellow one with the snake on it, and it says, don't tread on me across the bottom. And I didn't get it because it's a pretty picture. You know, the the young lady that did it did an absolutely incredible job. I mean, it's just, it's a gorgeous piece of artwork that has left me utterly speechless. But I got it as a statement. You know, this one piece of art, you can see and understand exactly who I am. I'm somebody that loves my country. I'm somebody that cherishes my rights. I'm somebody that mourns all of the men and women that have sacrificed in any way to protect this land and what we believe in. You know, I mean, if you're going to get something and put it on your body permanently, you goddamn well better believe in it. And I do. I feel sorry for the people that get their husband or wife or boyfriend or girlfriend's name. A lot of those get covered up. I promise you this one never will. But anyway, um, speaking of our founders, I I think that Benjamin Franklin summed up how he would feel about what's going on right now as clearly and succinctly and powerfully as anybody ever could. He said, Those who would sacrifice liberty for a little temporary security deserve neither. Ladies and gentlemen, coronavirus is a temporary problem. You know, it it may end up becoming part of our seasonal flu. Who knows? But it's not going to be, it's not going to be a world health crisis forever. We know that. We've been through these things before. We've been through bird flu, swine flu, Ebola, SARS, MERS, you know, everything else. You know, this is not our first time in this rodeo. 
it's going to end. But we have entirely too many Americans who are willing to sacrifice their liberty for a little bit of temporary security. That's precisely what's going on in this country right now. You don't have to listen to me. You know, frankly, if you guys disagree with me, I like it. I like to hear from you. I want your quibbles. I want your corrections. I want you to call me out and just say, Jason, you're being a freaking idiot if I am. And I will be the first one to tell you that happens, and it happens fairly often, more often than I would like. But whether it's my, my show, whether it's my personal life, whether it's my social media outlets, the last thing I want is to be surrounded by yes men and yes women. If I'm surrounded by people that agree with me all the time, I can't learn, I can't grow, I can't get better. And I really do believe that nobody stays stagnant in life. You're improving or you're getting worse. Those are your options. Pick the right one. And so every day I try to talk to somebody who's more intelligent than I, and believe me, there's a plentiful supply of them, who disagrees with me on something. And I like to debate that in a civil way and see if I can learn something. And there have been many times that I have. I have a friend who happens to be gay, and he and I talked about gay marriage before it became commonplace and, and accepted and thankfully became law. You know, he and I talked for a long time, you know, and, and I told him why I was opposed, and he told me why I should be for it. You know, we always had very respectful discussions, but we never came down on the same side. That was until the very last time that we discussed it. And he said to me, Jason, you're a constitutionalist. I said, yeah, absolutely. He said, then explain this to me. How does not allowing gay marriage provide equal protection under the law as guaranteed by the Constitution? And I shook my head and said, damn, I'm wrong. And I was. And I'm glad I've seen the light on that. You know, I mean, it's... I've really become one of those people. I'm, I'm basically a constitutional libertarian, you know. As long as what you do is in accordance with the Constitution and it doesn't cause any problems for me, have at it. Live your life. Do what you want to do. I want you to be happy. Life on this earth is entirely too short not to be happy. And it was funny. About two years after Rick and I had that conversation... My lesbian cousin married, I guess now her wife, um, in my mom's backyard in what was an absolutely beautiful ceremony. And those two ladies wrote their own vows, and it was incredible. <laughs> I mean, it's like I've come to understand that a homosexual relationship is no different than mine. The love, the affection, the devotion, the trust, the dedication. I mean, it's like... People who don't understand this drive me insane now. And I used to be one of those people that didn't understand. But again, like I said, I mean, I, I think we're all getting better. We're all getting worse. Nobody stays stagnant. 
And I enjoy the opportunity to learn from people who disagree with me. On every show, I ask you guys, you know, I especially want to hear from you if you disagree with me. And that's the truth. I'm not looking for a fight. I'm not looking to call you out. I'm looking to improve. I'm looking to get better. And intelligent people who disagree with you are one of the best ways to do that. And keep that in mind this week, please, as you're listening to this. If you disagree with me, let me know. I will find you time, either on the air or in writing, something that I can read for you. I'd prefer to do it on the air so that we can have a discussion and I don't misrepresent anything. But I will find you the time. I promise you that. I always will. But again, it's, it's so frustrating to me. You know, I, I think about the foresight that our founders had in protecting our rights, especially in the Bill of Rights, the first ten amendments. Those gentlemen said arms, not muskets. You know, everybody says, well, you know, you, you don't have the right to keep and bear an assault rifle. You have the right to keep a musket. Well, no, that's not what they said. And if that's what you think, then stop posting your opinion on Facebook. Because you have the right to speak freely, not type freely. You know, it's, it's absurd. Um, I think also when you look at the Fourth Amendment, they included the word effects. That you have the right to be secure in your effects. They didn't just say papers. Even though that was all that existed at the time. You know, they didn't have information on laptops and all that good stuff. But they gave us that right to be secure in our effects. Effects, that's everything. Unless law enforcement has a warrant. And that's actually why I left the Republican Party. I'm registered unaffiliated in Maryland right now. I'm thinking about switching to the Constitution Party, but I don't know yet. Um... But, you know, I mean, that's, that's the way it is here. You know, you have to understand that you were given rights that they foresaw. You know, it's, it's not just the technology that existed at the time, which compared to ours is not much. And compared to future generations, ours isn't much. We can't imagine what they're going to have 200 years from now. I mean, look at how fast technology has accelerated just in our lifetimes. But these states, they can't enact or enforce laws that contradict the Constitution. It truly is that simple. And yet they are. And I honestly believe at this point in time, that the destruction of the Constitution is far worse than any virus. You know, like I said, we'll recover from this virus. And I'm not trying to minimize the people that have been sick and the people that have passed away and the people that have been hospitalized. No, I mean, obviously, if that was someone in my family, I might feel differently about it. I would hope that I wouldn't. 
You know, but all of those are tragic losses. All of those are unnecessary. But again, this will pass. The Constitution has to be our governing document for the rest of the existence of the United States of America. That's what has to be cared for. That's what has to be nurtured. That's what has to be protected. That's what we have to give a damn about. I mean, look at the Patriot Act. As horrific as 9-11 was, and again, I, I am not at all trying to minimize the tragedy that was that day. You know, I mean, it, it, it struck us all to the core of our existence. But when you look at that day, when, when 9-11 was over and it was 9-12, the threat that we faced yesterday was over. It was over. And yeah, we got the Patriot Act, which brought us real ID, which brought us warrantless wiretapping, and it's been renewed and renewed and renewed and renewed. Once government takes power away from you, once your rights are thieved, you do not get them back. And how much easier is it going to be the next time something like this happens? Or something even more minor happens for them to say, hey, you know what? They let us take away these rights the last time. Let's take these also this time. Wake up. I mean, just wake up. And you guys know when I say stuff like that, I'm not talking to you. You know, I, I'm privileged to have an audience of extremely intelligent people who care about this country as much or more than I do. But if we don't protect those pieces of paper, we're going to lose them. And that will be a bigger tragedy than any virus in the history of the world. And so that's going to do it for another episode of the Treehouse Liberty Podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much once again for spending a little bit of time with me. I know there's 10,000 other things that you could be doing right now. Of course, most of them you have to do in your house at this point. Well, thinking about one you could do at your house, I really appreciate it that you spent some time with me. But um, in all seriousness, guys, I, I do appreciate your listenership. And uh, as always, you can contact me anytime. I am on Twitter at Treehouse1776. That's at Treehouse1776. You can also reach us on Facebook, Treehouse of Liberty, Treehouse of Liberty Podcast, Treehouse of Liberty Podcast. Or you can drop me an email. Uh, my personal account is JD Fornwald. That is JD, F as in Frank, O R N as in Nancy, W A L T as in Tom, at gmail.com. Stay well, guys. Be careful. Be safe. And I look forward to talking to you again. Take care.